blink, blink, ding, bling. Ding, 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 ended abruptly <laughs> welcome to oh yeah podcast yeah! <laughs> what's that what is that i don't know i'm oh so my God. <laughs> it's a very special spooky halloween episode oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Enter if you dare, you stupid assholes. I don't know why. I don't know why being scary means being mean. <laughs> Welcome to a very special Halloween episode of Spooky Stories. Spooky, spooky. And if you're listening to this on the day it came out, then you're listening to it on Halloween. <laughs> I love that you mouth along with that, Jackie. I do. Yes. <laughs> I saw you go trick or treating. <laughs> That's right. We are here. Mm-hmm. So get cozy. Turn the lights down, light a few candles, mm-hmm. and prepare to be scared out of your very mind. <laughs> 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 like me. better yes okay well we managed to scrape together a few spooky stories Mm, that uh people kindly sent in to us Mm -hmm. and we haven't read or listened to any of them yet so we're gonna get spooked right along with you scary scary very scary Oh, God, the ghosts, the ghosts are coming out of your rectum. They need to be appeased. Did you say er erection? (laughs) Your, your rectum. (laughs) Your rectum. That sounded like a fart. That went well. (laughs) Uh. All right. Yes. 
if I don't stop this, she'll keep going with the, <laughs> with the sound effects. That's right. <laughs> I will. <laughs> All right. So, so let's kick it off with a spooky voicemail. Oh. And this is from, well, it sounds like they will introduce themselves. Yes. So let's get into it. Hey, oh yeah, pod. This is Shaka. Um, I'm calling in with a spooky story. I guess it's not really spooky as embarrassing. Um, but, you know, I've, I've had a margarita, so I'm feeling good. feel like I can leave a voicemail now. Um, so about three years ago, around Halloween, uh, me and my partner had just moved to Houston. Um, and we were doing our first art market and it was really weird. The person hosting it got really wasted and we did as well. Um, (laughs) and his girlfriend was trying to like read some spoken word. Um, but it was an art show and a bunch of people were talking and he got really pissed off about that, uh, and shut down the art market like an hour early, um, but it was fine because we went to the after party uh, that was right across the street at this bar. Um, and at this point, I had had like four, five, six, seven really cheap alcohol drinks. Um, and I, w- I was pretty much blackout drunk at that point. But then I went to the bar and had some more drinks. And then some like friends we had made at the market said hey they're having a haunted house like y'all should y'all should come with us and so blackout drunk i'm like signing this contract that the bar had for like the rules going into this haunted house um i don't remember what it said i just remember barely being able to sign my name um and we're going through this haunted house and one of the ghouls jumps out at me and whatever, I don't even know what costume they were in, but I was like, oh, come here, friend. It's okay. And I proceed to, like, give them a hug to comfort them because they were being scary. And I was like, this is probably what you need. And I hug. Um, and then next thing I know, someone with a headset is, like, escorting me, my partner, and our new friends out of the haunted house. My favorite hat in the world falls off my head. And they're, like, trying to kick us out of the bar for violating the rule that we can't touch the performers, which I did not realize. Um, And then as they're kicking us out, I'm, like, yelling at them, oh, no, like, I got to close out my tab. I got to, like, let me close out my tab. I don't want to be stuck with whatever 20% charge for tip for walking a tab. So they let me close out my tab, and then I proceed to have, like, a panic attack outside because I've never been kicked out of a bar before and I'm just completely out of my mind um and yeah it was spooky it was embarrassing (laughs) and it just ends oh it does yeah oh let me oh my god Shaka please (laughs) Um, it's okay we've all been kicked out of somewhere before it was embarrassing it Yep, that's just where it ends. Okay. Aww. <laughs> Very spooky. <laughs> Listen, so one, the scariest part of that story was that somebody was doing spoken word. That sounds like that a, was very chilling. Terrifying. 
I would be so, so scared. Uh, also, don't feel too bad because I once got kicked out of Red Rocks in Denver. So that's right. I sure did. And it was with Marina and her mom. And I got <laughs> I got kicked out of fucking Red Rocks Amphitheater. <laughs> and it was really embarrassing. So I, I understand how you feel, but it happens. It happens sometimes. Oh, and at least like it's not like you were trying to start a fight. You you were trying to, you saw pain within <laughs> someone else and were trying to soothe that pain. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't I just okay, I wasn't trying to start a fight. I was just really hammered and it was the very last part of the show. It was a concert and people had left, so I tried to go down a couple of rows and this security he was such a dick he was just you're out of here you're out of here come on you're out of here he was so mean to me and i remember trying to be like well hey whoa whoa what are you doing man really you're (laughs) kicking me out come on he wouldn't even let me go to the bathroom and i had to like go down the stairs he wouldn't let me (laughs) wait outside i had to wait for them like down it was so embarrassing so i understand and it it happens it happens Sometimes you just get a little too drunk. It happens. <laughs> well, thank, thank you, for, Shaka. Thank you so much for, for sending that in. All right. Well, that was the only voicemail we got, but we did get a few emails. Or should I say scream mails? <laughs> Good one. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so who should read their email first? You go ahead. Okay. All right, this first one, the subject says, spooky stories. And it says, hello, I've got a few creepy things. I've got a few creepy things happen to me. If you decide to share, please don't mention my email. LOL. (laughs) All right, here we go. One night, about 15 years ago, dropping my friend off, we're talking and I look out his passenger side mirror and I swear I saw this dark, tall, skinny thing with long arms and legs walking into his backyard. Ew, it sounds like Slender Man. Yeah. That's terrifying. And then uh, uh, around 11, I woke up in the middle of the night. I thought my dad was checking on me by the door. It wasn't, number one, because he's definitely not that type of dad. (laughs) Number two, this thing looked like a dark shadow just peeking around the doorway looking at me. No! I still still hate sleeping with the doors open 20 years later. Can I just say that I used to have terrible, not nightmares, but I used to just like you know how your mind goes there when you're a child like what would be the scariest thing right now and I used to imagine looking out into my hallway and seeing a hand slowly like grasp around the corner and then a face slowly looking in at me there's just something so creepy about something peering at you I I that is terrifying I wonder what you saw I wonder I know what that figure was I wonder if there's uh, any history to that house or if uh, if there were any other experiences similar to that. Oh, just terrifying. Oh, my God. Well, that was a great couple of little short emails to kick off some spookiness. Do you, yeah, thank would, you. Would you like to go next? 
Hey. Yeah, so, yes. So this one's a little long, but I'm excited. So it's from Laura from Mozzie, C-137, and the title says Spooky Disney Story. Ooh. When I used to work at Disneyland, I always loved working opening shifts during the week. They were typically slow. The first hour or so, you walk the track around the whole park and check on the trains. I was the opening lead. I arrived around 5.45 a.m. to the Main Street train station. I was sitting in our tiny office, waiting for the opening cast member to show up, when I heard footsteps approaching. I swung the door open, expecting to see Reuben, and nothing. I peeked out. No one. I thought it was Reuben. He was always joking around Ruben. and was probably trying to scare me. I decided to text him, told him I was already up at the train station, and asked if he tried to come in. Sitting there in silence, I thought, maybe I left the door locked. That had to be it, right? Knock, 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 knock. <gasps> Wait, should I just do a... Da, 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 da? Yeah, okay. Ooh. I gasped and nearly fell out of my chair. I rush over to open the doors and give Reuben a good smack on the arm for scaring me. As we're getting our paperwork in order, I told him about what just happened. Reuben turns to me and says, Have you heard the footsteps coming from the attic? He says it sounds like there's a few people up there, quickly walking back and forth. I automatically get chills. Just the thought of that creeped me out. Oh. Wanting to get out of there ASAP, I grabbed a flashlight and said, It's time to go. It was dar still dark when we started walking. The track is surrounded by artificial jungle and for forest that only adds more creepiness to the situation. Oh my god, especially if it was dark and you just had like a... Oh, okay. Yes. We make it to New Orleans Square, open up the station, and continue. We walk through the Splash Mountain Tunnel. I try not to look at the frozen animatronics. They always oh. creep me out when they're off. Yeah. Ruben tries to get me to look at one of them. I crossed <laughs> I know. I cross the bridge and walk into the forest. It was foggy. The rocks under our feet echoed in the quiet. No. We stop to make sure everything looks good along the river. We spot a young raccoon and laugh about the time a feral cat ran after us on another opening shift. <laughs> <laughs> That's when a rock lands by our feet. We look around and realize we're the only ones. Guess it's time to go, Reuben said nervously. We walk a little more and another rock lands by us again. Oh my god, it's one of those animatronics. It's alive. <laughs> stop! I'm I have oh my god, stop! Okay. <laughs> We're both standing there frozen. We're the only ones out here. You have to get clearance to be out here. Did we not hear it over the radio? Suddenly, behind us, we heard some someone approaching. Oh. We couldn't see anything. Our hearts raced as the footsteps grew louder, closer, and then passed us. I literally have goosebumps. I turned to Ruben. I needed some sort of reassurance that this was actually happening. But before I even realized it, Ruben was gone. What? I dropped my flashlight and sprinted towards the Toontown train station. I oh swear God. I could still hear the footsteps. I ran and ran through the rest of the forest and the train tunnel and saw a silhouette standing on the platform. <gasps> It was Reuben. He said he did. He ran and didn't even realize he left me standing there until he got to two town. Reuben, you son of a bitch! <laughs> oh my god, we finally made it to the roundhouse, the train garage, and shared our experience with the train engineers and firemen. Some of the some of them laughed and shared their own experiences with us. Disney is an old place, but the land is even older. Yeah. 
Days later, I couldn't let it go. I had to figure out what the hell happened to us. I started asking other cast members and was not disappointed. A good amount of senior cast members have experienced similar things in that area, including my mom. They say they see a young teen around the rivers of America picking up rocks and throwing them. I have goosebumps. I'm so scared. Oh, Laura, you did a really good job yes. of scaring the shit out of me. <laughs> Could you imagine? Imagine hearing footsteps coming and then walking past you. Echoing. Echoing. echoing and then the person you. that you're with is gone. Ruben. Ruben, you coward. You left her. Oh my God. I would have left you too. I would have left sorry. you too. <laughs> I would have ran at the first rock that was falling. I probably would have like grabbed your hand and like just dragged you so yes. I wasn't alone. But like <laughs> it wouldn't have been to save you. It would have been to protect myself. <laughs> oh my God. There were so many scary things that happened. That yes. was a terrible morning for you. I'm that so was... sorry. Yes. Oh, that was good. Yeah, that was really good. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. I have a story from Michelle. Mm -hmm. And Michelle says, I'm so glad you posted a reminder on Instagram because I wanted to share this, but almost forgot. Ooh. Mm -hmm. And here we go. So I lived with my friend Daryl for a few years, and in 2014 to 2015, we moved to a different apartment complex. Two bed, one bath. Nice. I worked graveyard 12 a.m. to 8 a.m., the spookiest Ooh. graveyard. <laughs> and Daryl worked a nine to five. So there was a small window of opportunity that we were in the apartment at the same time and interacting with each other. That's nice because then it's like you get your own private bathroom, kind of, but also oh, yeah. spooky. We're to this day 666% positive Ooh. that the apartment was haunted. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. Before getting ready for work, I would usually take a nap from 9 to 10.30 p.m. One time, I was awoken by a knock on my door. I was pissed. The knocking kept happening, and I thought it was Daryl being a shithead. <laughs> I asked what was up, and a voice said, I know you're in there. No. In a teasing sort of way. <laughs> I swung the door open, but no one was out there. <gasps> no. Daryl's bedroom, across from mine, uh, had the door shut. I knocked on his door, asked him if he was trying to get my attention, and he said no. Reasonably, he was crabby because I woke him up from his sleep to ask if he was being a shithead while I was trying to sleep. So I guess I was the shithead all along. <laughs> <laughs> I thought nothing of it and thought I must have been dreaming until Daryl texted me weeks later around 4 a.m. asking, Are you home? I said I wasn't. I was at work. He told me he was hearing rummaging in the kitchen, like pots and pans being moved around. Hmm. One time while I was at work and his friend stayed the night, his friend said he heard the same sounds coming from the kitchen. Ooh. My wife, then girlfriend, would sometimes stay the night in my room while I was gone to work, and she heard rummaging noises from the bathroom. My room shares a wall with the bathroom. 
she heard these noises in the middle of the night. I personally heard the same rummaging during the day in the bathroom and kitchen while I was home, alone. Four witnesses, one haunted apartment. It could have been my fault, though, because I had a witchcraft phase and made a curse jar in that apartment, so it probably brought some bad energy. (laughs) The jar worked great, though. (laughs) To debunk that it was neighbors, we had no upstairs neighbors. We had downstairs neighbors who were noisy, but you can tell the difference in sound between someone living downstairs and being in the next room. I also Googled the address in case someone died there. Results were empty. Anyway, happy Halloween, Michelle. Ooh. Ooh. I can I can, I cannot handle living in a place that might be haunted. I would I would leave fucking immediately. I can't think of anything scarier than hearing a noise, mm-hmm. picking up your phone and texting the person, "Are you home right now?" and then that then them replying, "No." I'm not home. And where the fuck is that noise coming from then? That goddamn curse jar. Yeah, the curse jar. I'm glad it worked great. I don't know what it was. I mean, if it was supposed to curse you, then yeah. (laughs) Sounds like it worked really well. It's working really well. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That's so scary. I wouldn't be able to sleep if something like that happened. I would never be able to sleep again until I moved out. No. I would just keep uh, earbuds in with white noise all the time because I wouldn't want to hear that (laughs) too much. I know. Thank you for sending that in. All right. All right. So I've got I've got another one. This one's from Taylor B. And the subject says spooky story. Keeping it in the family. It's about incest. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Spooky incest. No. Whenever the topic of ghosts or the possibility of life after death came up in our house growing up, my dad would tell me the story about the house in which his grandmother grew up and lived her entire life in. After she passed away, his cousin moved into the old house, but within a few years of ownership, the cousin and his wife felt the need to move out again. When asked why, they explained their need to move again so soon was due to the near-constant sense of dread they experienced while in the house as well as the occasional sightings of an elderly woman in white who would silently disappear around corners before anyone could say anything to her. Oh, gas leak. <laughs> no, I don't know. Oh, that's so scary. <laughs> Eventually, the cousin was able to find a buyer. However, on the night before the new homeowners were set to move in, the then empty house completely burned to the ground. Whoa. An investigation was conducted to to determine the cause of the blaze all that could be determined was the origin of the fire an old fireplace in the basement that had been bricked over and sealed away decades ago making it inaccessible to any human hands happy halloween taylor (gasps) b oh no house was set on fire she was like fuck you you're not taking my house i'll burn it down Mm -hmm. it's coming with me jesus remember when we almost burned down our house (laughs) with the fireplace jackie (laughs) oh yeah i forgot about that too our terrible home it just filled with smoke yeah it was it was we were like we're gonna die (laughs) (laughs) 
I we should have gone outside, but we probably didn't want to leave our cats. <laughs> I know <laughs> they'll die. They just find us all dead, spooning our cats, <laughs> and then we haunt the house. <laughs> all right, I have another story from a listener, and it sounds like a King of the Hill spooky story. And this is by Diana. Here we go. King of the Hill Halloween special. King of the Hill Halloween special. The episode begins. Night before Halloween. Peggy and Luann are putting up Halloween decorations. Luann Luann reminisces about how Halloween was Buckley's favorite holiday. He loved candy and was so generous that he always gave her the Tootsie Rolls and kept the Reese's and full-size <laughs> bars so she wouldn't get fat. <laughs> Peggy isn't really listening and responds with a, uh-huh, while putting fake spider webs on the bushes. While putting up decorations, Luann finds a flyer in the bush for a clairvoyant named Madame Jakami, J-A-Q-A-M-I-E, that can communicate with spirits. Peggy quickly tells Luann to get rid of it because Hank would have a fit over trash flying into his bushes. <laughs> Luann stuffs it in her bra and moves on. Luann contacts the madame and schedules her to come to their home that night to contact Buckley. Ooh. Luann runs into the kitchen super excited. Peggy and Bobby are on board, but Hank is at work. Peggy says it will be a fun Halloween surprise for Hank. (laughs) And maybe he can contact a past football hero. (laughs) Hank comes home from work with his family circled around the kitchen table with candles, colorful scarves, and incense. Bobby has dressed up in a sparkly hat and iridescent shawl with rhinestones and bracelets with bells. Perfect. Oh, That's God. exactly what he would be wearing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Luann excitedly tells him what's going on. The madame stands and attempts to place her hands on his shoulders to encourage him to sit while Luann starts to hold his hand to summon Buckley. Hank throws his normal tantrum, makes Luann cry, and offends the madame. She becomes very loud. The candles get brighter, and she puts a curse on Hank for all of Halloween day. Oh, just a day. Peggy is in shock while Bobby yells, This is so cool! (laughs) And has ideas for his next prop comedy routine. (laughs) Hank doesn't believe it and goes to bed. Peggy, Luann, and Bobby continue the seance. Buckley says, Hey. (laughs) And tells Luann to leave the Reese's cups for him. (laughs) (laughs) The next day, the following incidents occur. Hank clogs the toilet and Luann walks in as he's trying to quietly plunge it down. (laughs) What a nightmare already. (laughs) What a nightmare already. On the way to work, his radio is stuck on a shock jock station with frequent fart noises, cussing while very loudly discussing sexual body parts. (laughs) When he gets to work, there is an angry mob and a shortage of propane. Hank discovers he had forgotten to place an order and finds the order form under his Arlen High School football schedule that he was looking at to fill his calendar during his lunch yesterday. He runs to tell Mr. Strickland to write 
him up for time theft. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Strickland is vomiting in the bathroom and blames Hank for suggesting he get a breakfast taquito from Whataburger. (laughs) In actuality, he is hungover, of course, and Whataburger taquitos can do no wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Hank is freaking out and spends the rest of the day locked in the supply closet to block himself from causing more issues and does damage control for the rest of the day for the propane shortage. He tells the secretary to make sure he is not paid for the day. (laughs) He gets home and goes to the alley and tries to pretend nothing is wrong while visibly borderlining on a panic attack. Prior to this, though, Dale has shaken up Hank's beer as a prank and it explodes all over him. (laughs) Hank freaks out and starts hollering about a curse. He tosses his beer and bolts inside. The beer lands directly on Dale's favorite hat and all down his glasses. Dale then freaks out and goes on a rant about Arling being built on an Indian burial ground. He runs to the basement and grabs his ghost investigation gear for protection. (laughs) Boomhauer and Bill are still in the alley. Boomhauer rambles about a life-changing experience he had with a fortune teller and how he traveled with her, drank some tea, and can't remember the rest of those two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Bill starts to wonder if he can hire the madame to help him get back Lenore, or at least have some company. Hank hides in the bedroom the rest of the night. He demands that all lights be shut off and doors locked. He cuddles with Ladybird and tells her she's the only one he can trust now. Peggy sits on the front porch to hand out candy while Hank periodically comes out and hollers at her to get back inside and then bolts back to the bedroom. Con is out front laughing about how the hillbilly lost his mind. Min joins in about how Hank is the crazy one on the block now. Eventually, (laughs) Hank falls asleep from exhaustion. Peggy may have slipped a Xanax into his water that she got (laughs) from Nancy. (laughs) Right on. Hank wakes up and tells himself it was all a dream. He blames Peggy for giving him an allergy pill last week after after he cleaned the ducks and couldn't stop sneezing. However... As he is reading the newspaper the next morning, he sees an ad for Madame Jakami. It feels like her eyes are locking eye contact with his, and he has flashbacks of the previous day. The episode ends with his classic, (laughs) (laughs) And then Diana says, I listened to your latest episode this morning while walking my dog. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to use some creativity as a mental break from stressing about work, Diana. Yay! That was wonderful. Thank you so much. So many funny moments. I love that. <laughs> great. Really good. True to the characters too. Yes. Oh, so good. And I want to see Bobby in that outfit. Yes. All right. I've got one. Let me make sure. Yeah, I've got one last one. Okay. All right, and I have one more after that. Okay. So this one is from Brianna. And the heading says, he shut down three schools. Hi, guys. When I was in high school around 2011, we had one day where there was a lockdown at my school as well as the two other elementary schools nearby. It turns out a bus driver had seen a man walking with a trench coat and dagger between the schools. Oh. My friend had happened to come in late but was soon called to the principal's office. It turns out he was dressed as Harry Potter for a Spirit Week theme, and the bus driver saw him and thought the wand and robe was a dagger and trench coat. <laughs> Spirit Week. 
<laughs> Luckily, all was well, and it was just a silly mis- misunderstanding, but it's still one of the funniest things to happen in my group of friends. I hope y'all get a kick out of that, too. <laughs> very, very funny. <laughs> 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 Shut down three Aww. schools. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> somebody was dressed like Harry Potter. <laughs> and he thought it was a cloak and dagger. <laughs> Oh, my God. All right. Well, I have one more story. I basically just looked up short, spooky stories online in case nobody submitted any. And Mm -hmm. I just copied and replaced some of the names with uh, King of the Hill characters. Awesome. So we'll end on one of these spooky stories. I have to say, though, Amy, there's like, I think it's in your kitchen behind you. There's Stop it. Stop. I'm sorry, but. No, it looks you're like so- a towel hanging, but I yeah. keep thinking it's somebody just standing there. Fuck you, God! Oh God damn it, Jackie! Just go take it down. No. Oh no! <laughs> I'm mad at you now. I'm sorry, it freaked me out, and I had to say something. Everybody, look behind you. Do you see anything? No, no. God. All right. Ugh. All right. All right, I got this from a website called Halloween Web. And this was submitted by somebody named Pelican, P E L L I K A N. And it is their story. I just changed some of the names to make it King of the Hilly. All right. This is called Shadow in the Wilderness. Oh, no. On a dark night in October, some teenagers sat at a campfire that was near burning out. No, I do not believe in ghost stories, said Hank, while he yawned. Then suddenly, he was sitting there with an open mouth just staring. What in the name of, he said. What, asked Dale, and turned around to see what Hank was staring at. It was a very dark night, and the clock was close to midnight. It was almost impossible to see the moon behind a tight cloud overhead. Bill and Boom Howard turned around and looked also. They were frozen stiff. They couldn't see exactly what it was, but someone or something was on top of a hill in the near distance. Dale could feel a cold sweat on his back. What is that shadow? Hank got back to himself again and said, Huh! Now, what is this? It's probably some dumbass taking his dog out. I'm going up there to take a look if none of you guys dare to. He got on his feet from the stump and he got on his feet from the stump where he was sitting and went towards the hill near the dark shadow. One thing was a little odd. If this was really a human, wouldn't it at least move a little? Hank asked with a medium high voice. Yo! he said in hopes of getting an answer, but the shadow remained completely quiet and still. Hank stopped and looked back. Unbelievable, he said to himself. In the dark, every distance looks much shorter than it really is. He was almost on top of the hill and at least 60 feet from the campfire. Then, when he turned his head again, he almost leapt into the air. The shadow was now six feet in front of him. Bill, Dale, and Boomhauer heard a sharp scream from the top of the hill and turned around to take a look. The shadow was gone. 
but Hank was standing there with his back turned to them. They ran to him, Dale reaching him first. Then he asked, Hank, are you all right? Hank turned around slowly, and Bill screamed. (laughs) Hank had the worst, most menacing grin on his face. Something was wrong. He looked like someone else. Then from his gray lips came an awful, hoarse voice. Hank is not here. Suddenly, with no reason, or maybe from shock, Dale lost all control of his legs and fell to the ground. Dang old Dale, Boomhauer yelled. But before he got to do anything, Hank, or at least what used to be Hank, was standing right behind him and pushed him down the steep slope by the side of the hill. He fell backwards and rolled down to a bog. Boomhauer, Dale yelled. Hank just stood there laughing in a raspy voice. Then he turned and ran into the darkness of the forest. Dale was lying on the ground watching Hank run further and further into the woods. It appeared as though his feet weren't touching the ground. Dang old Dale! Bill! yelled Boomhauer, who was struggling to get out of the bog. Dang old help me! (laughs) he yelled hysterically. Dale crawled down the muddy slope towards Boomhauer. Grab my hand! he shouted. Boomhauer grabbed his hand, but Dale couldn't hold on with his feet, and he fell into the bog as well. Almost halfway down in the mud, they heard a man's voice. Here, grab my hand! It was a friendly voice. They grabbed the hand, and one by one they were pulled out. They lifted their heads and saw a man who looked to be in his forties. He was wearing some kind of uniform and looked almost like a scout. I'm the forester. What are you kids doing out here so late? I came when I saw I came when I saw there was a campfire that was left unattended, so I went down here to put it out. But you all look like you need some towels. Come with me. They walked for a while until they came to a steep hill. Then the forester stopped. Want me to show you something? He was speaking with the same strange voice that Hank was speaking with before he disappeared into the woods. Just then, the forester's eyes went completely black. Then he took out a huge knife. Dale screamed, Run! He's possessed with the same thing that took Hank! The forester roared after them. He wasn't yelling. He roared, Come back! They ran through the forest faster than they had ever ran before. They finally reached the road. They stopped to take a breath when they heard the sound of a car. They turned against it. The car stopped and the driver stepped out. It was Bill's dad. Where's Hank? He asked. I'll explain later. Can you just get us away from here? He yelled. They got into the car and Bill's dad began driving. Oddly enough, he didn't say a word. Dale, Boomhauer, and Bill sat in the back seat feeling relieved that it was finally over. Then Bill asked, Dad, what are you doing out here in the middle of the night anyway? His dad turned his head around and said, Want me to show you something? No! The end. Not by Pelican. That's scary. A little bit spooky. That's scary. (sighs) All right. (laughs) Well, that does it, huh? For our super. Oh my god, somebody just walked past my window and scared the shit out of me. Oh god, no. (laughs) Holy fuck. No, no, no. No. Oh Oh my god. Oh, all right, everybody. Hope you can sleep tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
And um, beware of the spirits. (laughs) (laughs) For you may be telling your own ghost story this time next year. (laughs) (laughs) So. So. (laughs) Well, I guess that's all there is to say Mm -hmm. about that, Amy. Yes, that's it. That's all there is. We hope you enjoyed this very special spooky Halloween episode. And we hope you all have a very spooky and happy Halloween season screaming. (laughs) 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 And until next time. What's that? Oh my god, something's behind you. Oh god. Jesus Christ. I don't like that one. (laughs) I don't like that. That one is scary. That's very scary. (laughs) Oh god. Hey, Amy, the man of your dreams is back. <laughs> Season screamings, you dumb turds. Woo! <laughs>